When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This is True Crime Psychology and Personality, where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a PhD in counselor education and supervision, and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question is, can I offer an analysis of the controversy involving Darman? First, I'll look at the background of Darman, move to the timeline of the incident, and offer my analysis. Darman was born on May 29, 1984, and grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area. His parents owned businesses in Oakland, California. One involved real estate and another taxi cabs. They were quite wealthy. Starting at the age of 19, Darman had various companies, including a real estate company, Many of his companies failed. Darman started a company in January of 2010 called WeGrow. This business sold hydroponics equipment for growing cannabis. The company closed in 2011. Darman was accused of running a scheme by his business partner. Lawsuits were filed between them, but the case eventually settled. In 2008 and 2009, Darman defrauded a beautification program for the city of Oakland. His real estate company had some type of contract with the city. The company was called Man Edge Properties. It was an attempt to be clever because it sounds like the word manage. To be fair, some management was involved. Darman managed to take grant money from the city of Oakland to pay his contractors and managed to put that money in his pocket. In 2012, Darman was charged with 13 felony counts of fraud for that activity that occurred in 2008 and 2009. The next year, the state reduced the number of charges to five felonies. Darman pleaded no contest and was sentenced to five years of probation. He was ordered to repay over $43,000 to the city. Several years later, Darman claimed that his convictions were expunged. This is certainly possible considering the expungement laws in California. In 2018, Darman started his own production company, called Darman Studios, which produced videos that he uploaded on his YouTube channel. His early videos had a motivational theme to them, but over time, the content strategy shifted. Darman started producing poorly written morality plays and increased the production value. The videos appeared to be more expensive to make than many other videos featured on social media. For example, 
they used professional-looking sets and featured actors who were compensated financially. The characters in the videos would face various challenges related to misbehavior and learn from their experiences. The high production value was not enough to compensate for the many negative qualities of the videos. For example, the plots were obvious, predictable, and simplistic. The dialogue was highly detached from the human experience. It was unrealistic, forced, and unnatural. And the narratives were not compelling. The stories were agonizingly boring. The characters who committed offenses always lost, and the victims would experience revenge or vindication in every video. For some reason, which defies rational explanation, Darman's videos became wildly popular. He managed to attract a very young audience at an impressive rate. At the time making this video, Darman's channel has almost 18 million subscribers and has been viewed over 10 billion times. That's billion with a B, as in beyond belief. In 2022, Darman's channel averaged somewhere around 300 million views a month. So in one month, his channel was viewed more times than many large channels would be viewed in five years. Just to offer some context on how successful Darman has been, let's compare his performance to a few other well-known YouTube channels. The H3 podcast with Ethan Klein, a channel which showcases the dangers of combining no filter with no talent, is viewed about 20 million times a month. This is about 6.5% of Darman's views. David Dobrik, a channel which inadvertently showcases how an influencer can destroy their career by repeatedly making avoidable errors in judgment, is viewed about 7 million times a month, just over 2% of the views of Darman, despite David Dobrik having more subscribers. And Jake Paul, a channel about an influencer who decided to become a boxer because he was not damaging his brain fast enough, receives about 10 million views a month, despite having over 2 million more subscribers. As I mentioned, the plots involved in Darman's videos always involve some type of perceived bad act and the wrongdoer being exposed and punished. Here are a few of his recent video titles which capture the essence of this nonsensical plot device. Evil Nanny Kidnaps Kid for Ransom, Waiter Won't Serve Poor Looking Man, and Evil Nun Kicks Out Bad Teen. Darman also likes titles that contain the words shocking and regret, which coincidentally are two emotions that his audience will experience when watching his videos. A few examples of video titles with these words, Busy Mom Puts Boss Over Kids, She Lives to Regret It, Babysitter Loses Kid at the Park, What Happens Next is Shocking, and Mean Girls Shame Retail Worker, They Live to Regret It. I find it interesting that so many video titles include the word shocking because outside of Darman's shockingly low level of insight, there's nothing even remotely surprising about any of his videos. They are 100% spoiler proof. Everyone knows how they're going to end. Now moving to the timeline of the incident. We are gathered here today to give you permission to plan the wedding that you want. I'm Jessica Bishop. And I'm Sari Wienerman. And we're the hosts of the Bouquet Toss podcast. Today's couples have to juggle so many things, from family expectations to outdated traditions and what's currently trending. 
So to make it easier, we're going deep to figure out why we do weddings the way that we do, so you can decide what to keep and what to toss from your wedding day plans. You are cordially invited to subscribe to The Bouquet Toss wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcast.com. By the power vested in us, we pronounce you free to plan your day your way. You might be surprised to know that not all serial killers are straight, cisgender white men. And the victims of true crime are not a monolith either. She's Wendy and I'm Beth. And together we host Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color, a true crime podcast. Together we take deep dives into the true crime stories about marginalized and minoritized perps and victims that often go untold. We also provide the context and nuance that these stories deserve. At Fruit Loops, we're serving up true crime with a side of history, society, culture, and some fun. Listen to Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In early 2023, Several actors who worked for Darman Studios started protesting about the way they were being treated. The actors went on strike and set up a picket line in front of the production company. They have made several complaints about Darman. For example, they are saying that he has treated them unfairly, they get low pay, the company is not listening to their complaints, and the company has fired actors who have complained in the past. The actors claim that they attempted to arrange a meeting with Darman. The meeting kept getting postponed, but when it finally happened, Darman was not there. They were told later that he would never meet them. They were welcome to forward any complaints to human resources. The actors said that they are contractors, which of course means that interacting with HR seems a little bit strange. HR departments typically center around employee relations, although technically the production company can order HR to fulfill any role. Darman released a statement in response to the controversy. Here is a summary. Darman's company arranged an in-person meeting with actor representatives, but they refused to communicate concerns and walked out of the meeting. He defended the pay structure at his company, saying that extras get $18 an hour and actors with speaking roles are paid between $33 and $44 an hour. His company offers project-based opportunities, and the jobs can last from a few hours to a few days. They do not offer full-time positions. They want to create opportunities for a wide range of people. The actors are told how much they are going to make in an offer letter. They can take it or leave it. Darman admitted that they have stopped working with certain actors, but claimed it was due to complaints. Now moving to my analysis. Here are my thoughts on a few areas that stood out to me in this case. Item number one, as I mentioned, Darman has obtained incredible popularity for reasons that seem mysterious. Why has he been so successful? The videos that Darman produces are designed to appeal to a very young audience, individuals who have not developed critical thinking skills and are attracted to emotionally driven and simplistic content. The stories do not contain much variation as far as the plot is concerned. The characters and the settings may change, but every video is pretty much the same as far as the theme. It goes something like this. An individual does something socially unacceptable, like passing judgment, making assumptions, or being insensitive. The victim of this offense suffers as a result. In a twist of fate, the perpetrator suffers immediate consequences and the victim is fully vindicated. 
justice has been served. This repetitive and mind-numbing format may be repulsive to many adults, but it has a special appeal to younger audience members, sort of like the show about Barney the Dinosaur. Younger people like to see the same thing over and over, and they like shallow representations of morality. Every situation can be solved quickly and efficiently. The good guys are clearly good, and the bad guys are clearly bad. There's never a mystery, and there are no gray areas. The victim always gets satisfaction. This is a childlike representation of revenge. In addition to the strong appeal to young people, Darman's videos have attracted another group of people who appreciate them for an entirely different reason. Which brings me to item number two. Sometimes video productions are so terrible that they are actually funny. Whenever this happens, a group of people will come together to make fun of the content. This is what happened with Darman. His sizable popularity has created an equally sizable group of influencers who are dedicated to pointing out the shortcomings of his videos. Essentially, they produce critiques of his videos where they highlight how predictable and ridiculous the content is. This viewing behavior has the unintentional consequence of expanding Darman's popularity. He's literally becoming popular for creating videos with creepy, disjointed, and revolting dialogue. In this sense, Darman could be considered a genius. He has managed to build an audience on both sides of his content, the side that is essentially mesmerized by its tedious and repetitive nature and the side that wants to laugh at those same characteristics. Item number three, what's going on with the controversy surrounding the actors who worked for Darman Studios? This is just a theory, my opinion. Darman has been able to get away with paying his actors on a contract basis due to the law of supply and demand. His pay of $33 to $44 an hour is actually about right for the types of videos his company is making. If the actors quit, Darman can replace them in a second. A few of the actors do a good job in his videos, but many of them struggle as far as talent. His company tends to attract actors with minimal talent and those desperate to be in the entertainment industry. There are a few good actors who work for Darman Studios, but even these actors run into difficulties when filming the videos. I think part of the problem is that the dialogue is so terribly written it's hard for the actors to connect with something that nonsensical and detached from what humans would actually do in similar situations. Darman's content drags everyone down. It can make a good actor look bad. I don't think that Darman has much to worry about as far as finding new actors, but a larger problem would be his image, which brings me to item number four. Darman has spent years promoting a basic and definitive view of solving ethical situations. Under the theory promoted in his videos, injustices can be directly confronted and the solution will be rapid, complete, and satisfying. This is simply not how real life works. Now, with this actor controversy, Darman's ludicrous conceptualization has turned on him. He is now the villain in this story, at least according to a few of his actors. I find this particularly interesting because, in a way, the actors are proving that Darman's understanding of the world is deeply flawed. If he has done something wrong, he will not be held accountable. 
he will not be exposed, and he will not experience justice. Our man will get away with it, and thereby prove that his central message is nonsensical. His theory about justice cannot be applied to the real world. It is inaccurate and misleading. If this whole situation was made into a video, Darman probably would have worded it something like, evil video producer is unfair to actors, he instantly regrets it. In reality, a better title would be, video producer with no empathy is unfair to actors, and nothing happens after this. Item number five. It was just a matter of time before somebody as sanctimonious as Darman ran into a major public image problem. Therefore, his situation is not surprising. What is unexpected, however, is his reaction. Darman could have simply met with his actors and probably avoided this entire incident, but he did not have the required common sense and empathy to do that. This is one of the problems with not having any insight. Darman is not able to see himself as others see him. This lack of insight may help him to create the immature content that led to his success, but it will not help him to maintain a good public image. Darman has risked his financial future and what's left of his reputation to avoid speaking to a few actors. The meeting probably would have taken no more than a few hours. Darman has disproven his own understanding of the world. In a sense, he has left the world with a video title that encompasses his contribution to society. Overrated video producer convinces large audience to adopt an unrealistic view of morality. They eventually regret it. This has been True Crime Psychology and Personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa Vita Brevis. I'm an American vigilante. I have a question for you. What would you do if someone you cared about was abducted, taken from you? Would you call me? Would you care about how I got them back? Download American Vigilante now.